three, two, one. The national champion is clad in and big on. orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 20, 10, He's got it. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, a visit with Drake Colley and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Y'all ready for this? Good afternoon and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Big Lou and Coach Mike Lyle, without an S, Lyle. <laughs> My, uh, my my mom and my wife would be happy that you got right. that. Well, and we want to keep them happy. So there That's you go. Right. It's, it is the correct pronunciation is Coach Mike Lyle. No S. And happy Thursday to everybody. August 10th, which means we've got about 23 more days until uh, college football is officially in swing. We'll probably – Run that short to about 20 days, eh, 21 days with a Thursday night game somewhere along the way. And now that you've mentioned, mentioned college football, I want to apologize to our listeners for my gaffe last week when I started throwing out my, uh, you know, I said the AP poll was different yes. than this and that. And uh, one of y'all mentioned after the show, he said, did you check the date on that poll? Well, <laughs> I, said, I, 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 I found out I hadn't. I had, I had done the final I think I did the one that led into the playoffs, the January poll that led into the playoffs, and so I apologize well, to our readers for being out of date. That's a, that, and that's perfectly okay. I do that all the time. I'll pull up stuff on the internet and uh, mention it to my wife, and she will be like, "Well, that that happened like yeah, three." Both, that, both, both of you that, were looking at me like, "Are you that nuts?" Ha- you know, <laughs> that happened. That's like, not even close. That happened like three years ago. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, did you check the date on that? No, I didn't. I didn't I look at the date. That, you know. <laughs> well, with TCU, with TCU coming out at three, at number three, I, I knew something had well, to be he said, up. Yeah, he said TCU at two, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, that seems a little fishy to me." Anyway, hold on, just one second. Um, I thought I had a scoop there for a little. I thought while. Tennessee <laughs> was was better suited at six, though. Yeah. Yes. So this current one, not so, you know, my my big scoop was well, that's just went me. flat, <laughs> and that's and that's perfectly okay. When, yeah, well, everything's everything's fine. Nobody got hurt. Every, every, you know, no no harm, no foul. Well, maybe all a good laugh. I'm like, you know, good laugh at what uh, <laughs> Coach Mike's out there throwing out there. Uh, last night there was a no hitter pitched in the uh, Major League Baseball as Mike, 31 year old Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Michael Lorenzen. Um, pitched a, a no-hitter against the Washington – what are they now? Are they the Washington – what um, are they – the Nationals. This is the Nationals. The Nationals. Yes. Yeah, the Nationals. Okay. All right. You know what? I mean, they, these names are changing. I don't want to – from the Commanders to you don't Guardians to the yeah. Senators. And I really don't. I want, I'd like to get it right. And you know, a lot of people listening out there goes, why is that idiot on the radio doesn't even know what the nickname of the Washington Major League Baseball team? Well, you know, it used to be I, – I just want to get it right. So Are they happening more often now? No hitters? Seems like we just had one. 
a couple weeks it, ago. I don't know. I it it seems like we're having more near no hitter, you know, almost no right. hitters and stuff like that. Um, seems like it's happening a, a lot. Seems like every couple of weeks I'm getting a notification on my phone. Tune into this channel, this game. Of course, uh, we may be just getting better at covering them too. So, and it may be, you know, I've been thinking about the pitch clock. Maybe that's got an advantage towards the pitcher. That oh, it is, does. It does. I mean, but this know, whole time it seems like more home runs have been hit hit this year. It's, so it's a feast or famine type thing. It's weird. It's you know, interesting it's for either, sure. E- either the the batters have got the pitcher's number and they start wearing him out. Or the pitcher has their number and sets them down and uh, really haven't had a whole lot in between. Yep. Okay. The uh, If I get this correct, let me make sure I get this right. The college football rankings at ESPN reveals the FPI top 25 poll for the 2023 season. And I'm going to scan down. North Carolina's at 25. Oregon State's at 24. And we'll go on down the line. Baylor's 23. Let's see if we can – Texas Tech's 22. Uh, Washington, 21. Let's see if we can get on in some SEC teams. Here, Wisconsin's number 20. Um, A&M's 19. Florida, 18. TCU, 17. Ole Miss, 16. I'll make sure this. I hope I'm not reading off your the the same one we just barked at you about, Coach. Utah's 15. <laughs> I don't think Texas a would be in that if it was based on last season yeah. for Florida. Florida State's 14. Oregon's 13. Tennessee is it comes in at number 12. And I'm going to read out. Um, most rankings had the Vols hovering around the top 10, considering the talent they just lost. Uh, the core of college football's number one ranked total offense is gone. And this is football power index. So okay, is, that's the FPI. Okay. It's it's different than AP or coaches poll or anything like that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that clarification, Big Lou. And um, But the core – and it, it goes on to read – uh, I'll repeat. The core of college football's number one ranked offense, total offense, is gone, including quarterback Hendon Hooker, and receivers Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman. That, combined with combined with UT's considerable defensive struggles on the back end a year ago, ranking 121st in pass defense, um, could result in a minor step backwards. But quarterback Joe Milton has a potentially major arm, provided he can get a little bit more accurate, as does incoming five-star signal caller Nico Iyama Liava. Come back on that one time. Iyama Liava. Iyama Liava. Nico. And, uh, yeah, I hope, Nico. Just I call him Nico. I hope he's not from uh, uh, Lahai, uh, Hawaii, where they've just been absolutely devastated with those wildfire fires that yeah. burnt down their whole actually, the whole town. Yeah. Uh, just 36 people did. May God watch over them and somebody and, and, and just – we're praying for those people out there. That's horrific. Yeah, literally, I, literally jumping in the ocean to get away from the fire. Yeah, and, literally. Yeah, and that whole historic town of uh, which which tourists flock to go see um, on Maui um, 
has been basically just torched and burnt to the ground. Over 230-something buildings gone, family homes, businesses. Just really, really tragic. So let's hope. Uh, and I'm assuming Nico is Hawaiian. It looks like some type. I think, it, it, I think he is, but he's a Southern Cal kid. Grew up there, I think. Okay. That's where he played high school ball. There you go. I'm almost positive. Uh, and the Big Orange returns the bulk of its talent rushing rotation from last season, too. And so they have come in uh, number 12. Oklahoma shoots in at 11. Uh, then we're going to go with Penn State. And here's the top 10 for the FPI, which is what, Big Lou? The, the Football Power Index. In, so that's, football Power Index. That's and, ranking your team and against your strength of schedule, taking all factors into consideration. I got you. I they got think you. you are ranked. Okay. Uh, Penn State comes in at 10. Why Notre Dame is number 9. Clemson 8. USC 7. They'll probably have the – I think – Caleb, I don't know. Caleb Williams has a chance to win back-to-back Heisman's. I agree. If you got, if, he, I mean, if he's got enough mm-hmm. supporting cast around him. But my dark horse is Sam Hartman, the transfer quarterback to, from Wake Forest to Notre Dame. So just keep an eye on him, and they will square off. Um, Michigan comes in at six, and the top five are as follows: Texas at five, LSU at four. Georgia at three, Alabama at two, and Ohio State Buckeyes coming at number one according to the FPI. So Not the FBI, sense. the FPI. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Okay. Why is Georgia not one? Ohio State just lost their quarterback. Well, maybe. Let me let me pull this up. Okay. Uh, fans will have issue with Georgia's ranking here as the two-time defending national champion, but the FPI projects Georgia to be 27 points better than the average opponent, uh, placing third among teams according to that analytic. Yeah, because they don't play anybody. Quarterback Tennessee. Is, quarterback is a question. With Carson Beck, the fave to succeed Stetson Bennett, while all-world tight end Brock Bowers is back after 56 catches, 790 yards and six touchdowns this past season. Lad McConkey returns <clears throat> returns at receiver too. Dominic Lovett and Ra Ra Thomas are two huge receiver pickups in the port in the portal, as was the number two recruiting class this year. Uh, this might be okay. Kirby Smart's best offense. And really reading that. They're not. They're not banging on. They're not banging on Georgia too much. I got an explanation here of how the FPI is figured. Okay. Okay. I'm just going to read this. Uh, you know, from the source, the FPI represents how many points above or below average a team is. Pro- uh, above or below average a team is. Projected results are based on twenty thousand simulations of the rest of the season using FPI results to date. And the remaining schedule ratings, ratings and projections update daily. So, basically, uh, sounds like how many points above or below average the team is compared to everybody else. I got you. So, you know, in a sense, they're saying that uh, Ohio State, evidently, uh, with their schedule and what they have on their roster, is supposed to be higher than anybody else above the average. Which explains the the 27-point over-their-average-opponent stat right there in that that reading. But I'm interested to see, Drake, what it says 
Texas's reason is to be number five on that list and why Ohio State is number one. Those are kind of baffling me right now. Well, t- Texas is <clears throat> Texas is coming back with a, a seasoned quarterback in yours. I mean, he's and he's a he's a quality quarterback. He's also cut he's also cut that mullet off, which probably jumped him. I would say three three spots easily just I, by him him that, cutting <laughs> him cutting his hair. I mean, you know, I think, I think that gave him his powers. Uh, no, I, I'm telling. I'm a, well, kind of the opposite there, Drake. Uh, so. You know, I mean, and this this sounds more like the FPI sounds kind of analytical, doesn't it? To you, yes. coach, more highly, more highly mathematic, an- more more number based, yeah, uh, highly, highly analytical, uh, and not real sure how accurate those an- that those analytics are going to be until they've played a few games, actually. So that you know, maybe a lot more accurate later than it is right now, because right now everybody's guessing. Right, absolutely, they are. Um, Okay, last night, um, I don't know if any of you all saw the highlights of it, but the uh, Boston Red Sox were playing the Kansas City Royals in Fenway. And uh, Kyle Isbell, I-S-B-E-L, hit a line drive to left field, uh, you know, and that's where the green monster is, and it's a little bit shorter right there, and the balls are played off. Considerably shorter. The balls are played <laughs> off of the green monster yes. by the outfielders. Um, well, the Boston Red Sox left fielder uh, was going to make a play on the ball that was a line drive shot off the bottom of the wall there where the scoreboard is on, at Fenway. Well, <clears throat> at the bottom, you know, maybe four feet, three or four feet off the ground there. Uh, it has the lights for outs and strikes, you know, yeah. like two outs. And they have two two orange bulbs there for outs, you know, and then they have the balls and strikes bulbs there that they light up on that antique, beautiful scoreboard they've got. Well, anyway, the line drive lands in the first – hits the first light, orange light bulb of the of the first out. And it sticks, it goes it goes in <laughs> goes in the hole, and so Yoshida, who is the left fielder for Boston, of course they're they're just they played so many ball they, yeah. they practice out there play so many balls. Right. Once it hits, he 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 turns around and starts looking for the ball out in the yeah. field, <laughs> and, and you can it's really it's really funny. Where is it? See. Where is it? Absolutely, he that should take around. an out away. You should get an outback for that. <laughs> it takes a light out. You should get that outback. I mean, is, that would probably pull, not ever happen again. You guys pull that video up. It is hilarious. And this guy, uh, this guy pulls. Uh, he, the ball goes into the into the light, sticks down in the bulb where it, it, it wedges. Yeah. I don't think it knocked the bulb out. I don't know what they use where they use. They've got them protected fairly well. But anyway, it gets wedged in yeah. the hole where the light is, and Yoshida turns around and starts looking for the ball everywhere. Anyway, it winds up being a ground rule double, and uh, and was just pretty pretty hilarious just to watch. There was a a, a similar situation they were showing on uh, Sports Center as you know one of those little funny events in in baseball where a guy hits a hits a really hard line drive up up pretty high, and when it hits, it's going to hit at the top of the wall hits the very top of the wall and wedges between the the pads and sticks. 
<laughs> and it's, hey, it's, it's like it disappeared. I mean, well, no, they said it. You can uh, still see it, but it, but it hit the pad. You know, there's sections of pads out there. Oh, okay. So and when it the just, players hit it, and it just hit perfectly and wedged right in the top. Check this out. It right says, this, so, says, uh, this says the green monster has been known to keep well-hit line drives in play for 111 years. Yes. But it does not usually swallow them up. Yeah. <laughs> it caught that one, right? What's that? Yes, it, it, it caught the ball. It, yeah, it yeah. kept the ball. The, the green monster kept the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the at the first uh, the first out light or signal there, the orange yeah. and it's orange at, it, yeah. on the green monster. The ball just went directly in the little hole and uh, wedged itself in there and, and didn't come back out and and left the uh, left the left fielder looking around for the ball, which he did not. He finally realized it was in the. Wedged in the first out signal, so uh, uh, but it wound up being a ground rule double. Okay, uh, let's see what else is going on. You know, there's a lot there. I mean, there's a lot of football going on. We've uh, got, we've got it. We've got a little spread. A local local flavor. Yeah, Nolansville has qualified yeah. for the college and uh, not college for the Little League World Series. So they're going to the they're going to represent the southeast. Yes, they are the south. Third year in a row. Never happened before. Yeah. First time in Little League World Series. One, for, for the Americans. One team. Yeah, that one team has made it three years three in a row. Three years in a row. To the Little League World Series. And uh, last year they got as far as they've ever gotten. They got to the finals. Well, good for Nolansville. Congratulations. Yeah, they lost the last game. I'll be well, cheering them on. beat them. Yeah. We, we broadcasted yeah. them a couple weeks ago in Columbia. Almost got the, the best of them. And, uh, you know, they ended up winning that state tournament. And Columbia almost got the best of them two years ago. Yes. Yes. They, they actually, I mean, beat them. Shows, actually they beat them. Actually beat them, beat them in one a game, game yeah. in Goodlettsville three to one, and then uh, they beat us in the final game of that state tournament. So, um, well, congratulations to, yeah, to Nolansville, and uh, we you also know. kind of gives you a little indication just how the the quality of of little league ball around here. And I that we're we're right up there by them. And we're I right saw with them. I saw a new special they did on them. Uh, I think a week ago. And they were showing that Nolansville, Nolansville Little League team this year was playing some of the alumni players that have moved on from prior years. Do you see what I'm saying? Yep. As as just a scrimmage type right. situation and and playing so so kids that might have been on those teams for the past couple of years that are are too old that can't play anymore, they've come back and started playing some scrimmage games against Nolansville just for. Just for practice, give them, give them, give them well, a little push. In well, practice. good luck to them, and we'll keep up with them as, as as they look for a world championship in the little league division. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, and I am Drake in the studio with Big Lou and Coach Mike Lyle, and we'll be back in four or five. I got the horses in the back. Hi, I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kid zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. Gypsy Kings featuring Torino Baliardo return to Nashville. Balling. 
with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com. A loud and live production. Is this the year to get a John Deere compact tractor from Trigreen? Well, you know they're tried and true machines that are built to last. Now's the time to get a compact tractor with 0% for 84-month financing with no money down. When you get a 3025E with a loader for $280 a month, well, that's a price that just won't last long. We also have a 1025R tractor starting at $231 per month or choose $1,500 cash discount. Either one can make your year. Visit TrigreenEquipment.com to learn more. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is Coach Traders Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. 
The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Big Lou and Coach Mike Lyle. And uh, we've got so much football. I mean, it's coming, it's oozing out of my body right now. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, we're, we're going to be stacked up on content to fit into this yeah. hour until a- February. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to start getting hard to get it all in now. 24-7 Sports put out 10 of the biggest games of 2023's college football season. And coming in at number 10 is going to be Ohio State at Notre Dame, which is going to be a big one. Um, That's going to be September 23rd. um, And it should provide some insight into Notre Dame's ability to compete at the national level in year two uh, of the Marcus Freeman era. Uh, Yeah, you know, we'll find out really Probably really, really quick. Are they overhyped or are they the real deal? And I tell you what. Where's that game at? Is that in South Bend? That's going to be in South Bend. Okay, cool. Um, And, you know, there is what Marvin Harrison Jr., the terrific wide receiver just like his daddy was, stunting like his daddy. Best one in the country probably. Yes, absolutely. And he could be be an outside shot for the Heisman Trophy. I mean, wide receivers aren't known for winning it. But you know when you're when you're that special of a talent, and uh, you know you you have an outside shot, might be some pretty good odds on him. But anybody want to look up, look him up, and Devontae Smith got put it. put a few dollars. Number nine uh, biggest game college games of the 2023 season is Florida State at, uh, versus LSU. Um, and remember the end of that game last year where the. The extra point was missed at, at the LSU Florida oh, yeah. State game. Remember yeah, that twenty four twenty three win over LSU uh, in Week One, Shocked uh, and they probably should have lost. Uh, Oregon at Washington. Of course, they. I, you know, I don't know. I hope they still play each other. I don't. I don't know how that works <laughs> out. We have to. I guess you have to talk to the Big Big Ten about that. Yeah, it's a big uh, rivalry. Penn State at Ohio State, which is going to be a huge game. Is that um, a, is that where is that game at? Is that in Ohio? I don't yeah, I'm State. sorry. It's at Ohio State. Penn okay. State at Ohio State. You see, when they do it at Penn State, that's usually the whiteout game, yeah. which is like, uh-huh. you know, 
I went to one of those when Alabama played that. They wide they wide that stadium and Alabama beat them by thirty, I think. So anyway, uh, Michigan at Penn State. Um, Florida be your wide out. Florida State at Clemson. A lot of Florida State and and Big Ten and ACC going I was on. Gonna say here. I'm not and, and and the and USC at Oregon uh, is they, another one. Are they mad Georgia, at the SEC? The number three, the ma- number three matchup, okay. number right. three biggest game of 2023 according to 24/7 Sports is Georgia at Tennessee. Uh, and they and and they and the the copy says on this, Georgia's schedule is light on challenges, which it's the only we, one. Yeah, we of course we've talked about you know Georgia's got like in schedule of difficulty 120 something in the nation uh there's not many there's not only like 132 programs or something um georgia's schedule is light on challenges to say the least the copy says to the defending national champions do have at least one tough matchup on their hands though as they travel to tennessee for a game that may very well decide the winner of the sec east they're gonna sleepwalk into knoxville and it's it's going to be fun. All right. It's going to be fun. I, oh, that's what I said a couple weeks you. ago. I got you. 11 got and 1, you. and it ain't going to be Georgia. <clears throat> it, so, um, you know, the Volunteers might have to go undefeated in conference play to have a shot at uprooting the Bulldogs. If And if they hold more than one tally in the loss column come November 18th, the division will likely already be wrapped up, regardless of Vols' chances of taking down a mostly untested Georgia team should be legitimate. So you know, and, I would agree. And, and coach, we've talked about if you if you're not tested at any time during the season, it's and then you run up, you. then you run up against a tough opponent, and you're putting you're putting uh, situations where you have to get a score late in the ball game. Well, just learning how to you know, I don't care how good you are, you have to learn how to deal with adversity. Somewhere along the way, and you got, and the only the best way to learn how to deal with it is to have it. Because when you it know, comes at the wrong time, you're not going to know what to do with it. Right? You know, uh, football coaches all the time try to create adversity in practice. They they do a lot of things that players look at them a little cross-eyed, like what in the world are you doing, or why you know why are you getting you know we'll say something about hold. I didn't hold him. Now you just got a flag and all that stuff, and they create that adversity, trying to create the situation where when it happens in a game, sure, the kids know how to handle it better. You know, when well, you get was, that level, you, you get up at the level that these guys playing in the NCAA, uh, your adversity has to basically be genuine, you know. Right. And, and when – that's one of the things that Alabama's been able to do is take their – you know, face the adversity and overcome it recently. Now, they're not as strong at doing that. And Georgia now has a big – has a big task in that they're not going to face a lot of adversity – and they still, you know, sooner or later they're going to have to face it, whether it's Tennessee, whether it's the playoff situation, they're going to face it. How do they handle it? Well, the 24-7 sports number three game, biggest games that you cannot miss is going to be Georgia at Tennessee. The number two game, ranked number two, is LSU at Alabama, which is going to be November. Okay, so the SEC loves coming back. November 4th. Um <laughs> And this will go a long way in deciding 
you know, who will win the West. And, you know, the Tigers won that game 32-31 in a terrific game last year, if you people, if everybody remembers. Well, it's terrific. Uh, in overtime in Baton Rouge. It's a two-point conversion there at the end? Yeah, I think that, I think that was a two-point conversion. Absolutely it was. Um, so, uh, and, you know, you're going to have two pretty much well-known, very well-known coaches in that game, Brian Kelly. Uh, speaking of Notre Dame, right? Is, is, was Kelly at Notre Yes. Kelly and was he's at Oregon and Notre Dame. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, Chip was somewhere too, wasn't he? Maybe UCLA. I can't. You know, I can't remember. Are they are they related? They're brothers. Yeah, oh, Brian, they are brothers. Brian, Brian and Chip Kelly, kind of yeah. like the Stoop brothers. There you go. Uh, uh, if Kelly finds it, the, the the copy reads on this. If if Kelly finds himself going two and zero against Nick Saban as the Tigers' leaders, he could be coaching in the CFP a few weeks later. So, you know, if they can win that ball game in Tuscaloosa. And they are starting to get more and more used to his system, and they're becoming a much more dangerous team. And They'll just, be a lot better this year than they were last year. And that's just that's just the fact of a coach being able to recruit players that fits, that, his, that, that fits yeah. his style yeah. and his – But know, there's his, also his pro- that transition system. time for the players that are there of learning, you know, terminology. They're not having to think their way through his terminology now. Now they've they've had it for a year and an, and an offseason. And so I, I expect LSU to be a lot tougher this year, especially uh, a high-powered offense type period. And number one coming is the 24-7 sports game that you cannot miss and biggest games of 2023 is Ohio State at Michigan, uh, which should be a pretty darn big football game. I mean, I don't, you know, there's no other way to cut it. Uh, Both top ten. Of course, people and- around here think the SEC had the biggest games, but I mean, uh, both they both qualified for the CF for the college football playoff last year, if you remember. Uh, any matchup between two of the reigning top teams in the nation is a big game. I mean, yeah. you know, so uh, – uh, but especially when those two teams hate each other like they do. Oh, yes. that's. I mean, that's almost as much – there's as much hate there as there is at Auburn, Alabama. I, I mean, would say close probably the a little more even. Okay. All right. So there you have it. Um, so – those are just some games that are that are coming up that twenty four seven sports says we need to pay attention to this year. Um, now, what about? I had some notes here, and I just lost my. I just lost what I was going to talk about, guys. You believe that? I can't. <laughs> I can't believe that. Can't believe that at all. A uh, little Titan report here. Uh, the. Quarterback depth chart has been listed, and Malik Willis is ahead of Will Levis. And they said that Mike Vrabel says that Malik Willis has right now has glaring improvement. Glaring. In a sense. That means blinding kind of, improvement kind of over, blossom, over, kind of. over last year. I love it. I mean – Malik Willis, the guy that we looked at and went, well, we just wasted a draft pick on that cat. What are we doing with him on our team? But you know what? Coach Vrabel says the guy's getting a lot better. So He also won't release who's going to start in the preseason game. It's going to be a uh, – I saw that this morning. It's going to be an in-house decision for Saturday who will go out first. You know, Tannehill doesn't play in the preseason, neither does Derrick Henry. Um 
But it's going to be interesting, inter- interesting to see who trots out there first uh, on Saturday because that's when we're going to find out. So be something to tune into for sure. All right, college realignment news, which is just like uh, every on every <laughs> – Every forty-eight hour. Let's let, let's talk like real. fifty-two card pickup. Let's just throw the Atlantic, up and see what happens. The presidents of the universities from the Atlantic, the ACC, the Atlantic Coast Conference all got together last night, and they chose not to vote to add stand. They chose not 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 to add them, but not to vote not on to vote it, on it yet. To add Stanford and California to the Atlantic Coast Conference, you can't get any farther <laughs> to Pacific. the to the Pacific next to Pacific than Stanford and California. I mean, these and they are they are not voting on whether to let California or Stanford in to the Atlantic Coast. The Conference. SEC let's add that yet. The SEC is literally the only conference name that still currently makes sense, Power well, Five wise. Okay, I, I mean the Big Ten has eighteen teams in it. Yeah, you know ACC is now going to have West Coast teams on it. it. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and the, it, big, the Big Twelve is actually what the Big Sixteen now. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> and so over the weekend I was listening to another sports talk radio around this area, and. Um, they had a gentleman on who's pretty knowledgeable about SEC and what's going on in the world uh, of football and SEC athletics. And he said that, you know, the SEC is perfectly fine with just sitting pat right now. That they don't – the only – they said the only – the first thing that has to happen is all these teams that belong to the ACC are going to have to pay a huge – they're going to have to pay a huge amount of money like $120 million into the conference to get out of the ACC. Then there's going to be this some type of grant of rights, uh, some type of something called the grant of rights, something, licensing or whatever they're called, that they're going to have to go to court over. And so all that's going to have to be hammered out before the SEC even needs to extend an invitation to any of these schools in the ACC. And he said – not in the, a big hurry to do it. Not in a big hurry to do it. And why would you be in it? Because by 2028, the SEC, under the new television deals that the SEC has, the schools are going to be collecting over $100 million per school. Why do you want to, why do you want to take on somebody? Why do you want to dilute that a little bit? Yeah. Why do you want to dilute that out? I mean, why do you want to do that? That, that it, it doesn't make sense to do that. And Well, I think really the whole nation needs to step back and okay, at this point, and take a back, deep breath. Yeah, take a breath, and let's let's just see where how everything shakes out. He also uh, said that Virginia and North Carolina would be the two teams. He did not mention Florida State, did not mention Clemson, but he mentioned Virginia and North Carolina as the two teams most likely most like just wow. because of the regional just because of the strength you think about North Carolina basketball yeah. you think i mean you know you know what i'm talking about you think about it. and then the virginia being kind of that whole the main player in that whole state of virginia i know there's yeah. virginia tech out there i get it yeah but virginia tech ain't virginia not you yet. know, it doesn't have the history. It doesn't have the. They're up and down. I mean, Virginia Tech has has their moments, sure. and they'll run for yeah. a couple of years, three yeah. years, and then they kind of slide off. So, uh, in the meantime, 
We want to talk a little bit about a group that's coming to Nashville in November. That's right. Before we go on to our break here, the Gypsy Kings are coming to Nashville. TPAC, Andrew Jackson Hall, on Saturday, November 4th. Now, the Gypsy Kings, you've heard quite a bit about them recently. They have sold over 20 million records worldwide and received a Grammy in the twenty in 2013 for the Best World Music category. Tonina Bayardo has collaborated on, on film works such as The Big Lebowski and Toy Story 3. And uh, a very, very talented group, a very energetic group. Tickets and details are available at toninabayardo.com, allowed in live production. And again, a reminder that's closer to the concert. We have about 30 tickets we're going to be giving away here on WKOM and our sister station, WKRM, uh, for some free tickets to that, there you that go. concert. So Sounds be like paying a- attention. Again, Gypsy Kings, no- Saturday, November 4th, TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall in Nashville. That sounds like a blast. All right. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Big Lou and Coach Mike Lyle, and uh, we'll be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Perchowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. Joined in the studio by Big Lou and Coach Mike Lyle. And, uh, folks, first preseason Titan game, Titans game, is going to be this Saturday in Chicago in the Whitney City against Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears at 12 noon. And if you want to listen, if you if you can't be by a TV set and or don't want to watch it, you've got to get out and do some yard work or any other type of work or whatever the deal is, you can listen to that game 
as a special ed- special edition Titans preseason football game right here on this signal, 101.7 WKOM-FM, straight out of Columbia, beautiful, clear signal, and we're carrying that ball game this coming Saturday. Yeah, we're really excited about the opportunity of, of getting to uh, broadcast – or to, to carry that game, we're not we're not going to be the ones broadcasting, but we are going to be the ones carrying that game, uh, and for this for this little area, and uh, we are so so happy and so excited that we're we're going to get this opportunity, and hopefully we'll lead on to other opportunities down the road, and especially you know if you if you're trying to pick that game up out of Nashville on the radio and you live around this area, you're going to get blocked out by those towers up there. So right. sure, it'll I, be a lot clearer signal. That's right. Absolutely. In the area. Now, if you, and if, if you're listening to our show right now, obviously just give us a shot Saturday, turn on your radio, turn on 101.7. And I promise you, like big Lou said, you're going to get a much cleaner, clearer broadcast, uninterrupted broadcast from 101.7 than you are 104.5 out of Nashville. Which is the, which is the, uh, the, the, flag, flag, the, the flag station. So we're going to be radio. carrying that. So Coverage uh, starts at 11 on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, coverage starts. The kickoff's at 12. Coverage starts at 11. I can remember, you know, when I was traveling back and forth to Pulaski and some of those places, you know, doing my coaching duties and, and, and stuff, going to coaches' meetings, we'd try to have the, the Titans game on on, on a Sunday afternoon, and we'd start losing them. Yeah. You start losing them sure the south in Columbia and stuff like that. Now it's going to pick up all the way down to the Absolutely. border. Absolutely. And we and, couldn't be uh, more excited to yes. carry this game on Saturday. Like I said, it's a special edition. Titans preseason kickoff is at 12 noon this coming Saturday versus the Bears in Chicago. Uh, and the pregame starts at 11 o'clock. Um, tonight there are two preseason games. The Houston Texans are at the Patriots, uh, and that game starts at 6 o'clock. And then following that game at 9 p.m., Minnesota at Seattle on the left coast. And, uh, you know, the thing about it is is that people are like, oh, man, it's preseason. I don't – you know, well, you know what? It's preseason football. Uh it's NFL football. It's yep. NFL football, and it's back. I mean, you get you get everybody gets a first peek at at what what the teams want to be with their new drafted players. I mean, think about. I'm excited to see think, what C.J. Stroud's going to look like. C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, uh, AR15 in Indianapolis, Will Anderson in Houston. Hey, we'll get to see him too. Bijan Robinson down in Atlanta. Get to see if that Jackson real. Smith Najigba. Did I pronounce that yes. right? Najib- yes. Najigba? For Seattle tonight. There yeah. you go. So you know these teams. The the additions of new players mean different schemes, and and preseason is a time where these teams get to tinker a little bit, isn't it, Coach? They get yeah. kind of they get to see what they've got, and they get to tinker a little bit with the offense, defense, and 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 use the skill levels of these terrific athletes to their best ability to help their team win. Yeah, it's also a chance for, for Coach, like you said, to experiment with some things. One of the things that's going to be interesting in this first game is that uh, Rabel has announced that one of his assistant coaches – is actually going to be the head Terrell coach. Williams. Uh, Terrell Williams is going to be the head coach for this particular game. 
Uh, and, you know, th- this opportunity for him to kind of get his feet wet in, in running the show, you know, running the big show from more than just a, a coordinator or from a position coach's point of view. And, and I think uh, hats off to Vrabel for doing this. Uh, this gives the his assistant some real-world experience to – get that kind of get that experience under his belt because he's he's anticipating this coach being so good that he's probably down the road going to be considered for other and the for dude, jobs the dudes down the road. The dudes deserved it. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. you mean a, a top ten defensive get. line for probably the yeah. past five years. Sure. All, right. He's a defensive line coach. Uh um you know he, you can probably pretty much thank him for all the success that Jeffrey Simmons had. Right. And Vrabel Vrabel still he's gonna be there in an assistant coach capacity, but he wants he wants Terrell he wants Terrell Williams to go through the media process just like he's a head coach. Vrabel's gonna step out of the way and Williams is gonna step in the head coaching position. He's gonna do everything just like a head coach would. And that's to get that's to like you said, Big Luke, let him let him get his feet wet. Invaluable experience, sure, down the road for him, and you know, valuable. And look, the preseason is the preseason. I get it, but it's good for the soul. It's good for the football soul. You know, yes. you also I mean, get it, to it, see it's, some. No matter how you like it, it is football. You get to see some passionate football too from those but, guys in the last part of the game because they are fighting, literally fighting for their careers. I mean, it's better than XFL, right? I mean, have you all watched some XFL to try to get by until football season starts? Have you been watching some USFL? Oh, that I mean, XFL it's kind of, was good usfl was I, not great i, I mean, USFL not I mean great. you know it, both <laughs> of them has both been. of them had their moment but neither none of them are the execution right and the quality of even preseason nfl football i mean we get a first look at the rookie class of your team of your draft pick whatever town city you live in and whatever t- you know whatever team you affiliate with in nfl this is the first time you get a look at them. we get we get to look at will levis in action we get to look Look at him, and we get to look at at Malik Willis and see how much he's improved over last year, and and how much better he's, you know, how much more mature of of a player yeah. he is. Yeah, it's not always the best execution or the you know the best strategy wise because you know again coaches will do things that they wouldn't normally do in preseason just so they can get a look and get some things on I mean, film, but at the same time, I think you also see, like I said, especially when you get down to that third and fourth level player who's literally fighting for that last two or three spots on the team and he's going to give you know yeah. that, that passion he's out there, there fighting he's for everything. he's out there fighting to put food on his family's that's table that's right and so you're going to see some very very emotional football you know uh, you know call me crazy but i you know I have nothing to do with those teams tonight, but I'm going to be watching. on the couch with the feet propped up for about and, four hours watching those games. And, and, and real quick, but right where at the end of the show, but just think about just think about all the fantasy players out there. Them trying to try to get these new players into their minds and how they're doing. And on a team like the Ravens, who used to be completely just run oriented, now they've got Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers. And they've got the new offensive coordinator, Tom Monken, on. Uh, they put some weapons around Lamar. That's right. And he's got a brand-new contract. So the Ravens could have a totally different look, and preseason allows us to take a look at them uh, before the real games crank up. So be happy we've got preseason. I'm happy about it. Okay, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. This has been Thursday, August 10th. We certainly appreciate you all joining us, and we will be back on with some more sports talk tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Enjoy the preseason tonight. 
and we'll talk to you tomorrow.